Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's showtime. Hello, I am Baymac. I'm Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger. I'm Bill Paxton. Hello, I'm Tigger. I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. My name is Doug. Squirrel. And I'm Adam, the Passholder. It's you! It's you! It's you! It's you! It's you! You're listening to the Passholder's Guide podcast. Some of you may be wondering, who am I? I'm a Florida native, Central Florida local, and I've been an annual pass holder to every major park in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. I'm here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on everything in the theme park capital of the world. Throw in some news, tips, and interviews, and I'll try to make this one hell of a show. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. All right, everybody, welcome back. For those of you that this is your first show, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If this is not your first show, thank you for coming back. You are the guys I appreciate. This show is for April and is going to be my one-year anniversary of this show. I did take a little of a, a little break there, you know, Scheduling has been a little chaotic, so I appreciate you sticking around. Thank you so much for inspiring me to get to one year. So for this one-year anniversary episode, I finally got somebody I can debate about another park. I have Jeannie Parker of, let me make sure I get this right, Key to Adventure. Key to Adventure Travel Company. There we go. Welcome, Jeannie Parker. Uh, thanks for having me and congratulations on one year. That is oh. quite an accomplishment. And I know me personally, I have loved listening to your info. Oh, thank you so much. Now, Jeannie and I go a little bit of way back. I was, we worked in the same plaza down the hall from each other and I was her dealer. Ah, Ca- yes. Ca- Best coffee in town. Is. Yes. Caffeine. <laughs> Get your minds out of the gutter. This is a family friendly <laughs> show, everybody. But yep. We are uh, old fast friends, and Jeannie is actually part of the reason I got back into Disney. Everyone says Disney's for little kids, and you know, once you grow up a little bit, you you know, you venture off to Universal, Sea World. But Jeannie brought me back. It was one of those those birthday specials where you know, birthday person gets in for free. So that helped bring me back, and well, other cast member friends, well, friends that became that are cast. I don't know, cast member friends that brought me to make me cast okay long story short uh short but we are here to debate i've always wanted to to put disney world versus any of the other disney parks um i did have a friend last year go to disneyland in california um Alyssa, i'm still waiting to get that show from you um but genie here recently visited the disneyland paris resort how was that uh, it was amazing, amazing. And, you know, Disney World has, it's it's close to my heart. You know, I grew up out there, but ever since moving to the Midwest, and funny enough, I live in uh, Kansas City, where Walt Disney actually grew up. So that was one of the things we've done out here. We've gone to his childhood home in Marceline. We've tracked down where he lived. Huge Walt Disney fan. Um, but Disneyland Paris was amazing. And actually, if you need a fill-in, we're actually heading to Disneyland in October this year. So our goal is the Disney hat trick this year, pulling all three of them in one year. Oh, so I am jealous um, of that. <laughs> I, I am a diehard world fan, but I, I've got to get to land eventually. Or maybe <laughs> maybe next year we can start. If I start saving now, I'll be able to afford Disneyland by next year. You know, I'm happy to help you book your trip. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an expert. So you know where I'm going to book my tickets. So oh. Righty, so we're gonna start this off. We're gonna call it Wyatt Style. Wyatt is a friend from a, one of my sister podcaster. He's one of the their show, uh, Spectre Radio, is what helped inspire me to start this show. So they always did a behind the scenes, but Wyatt never did just behind the scenes. He did it as trivia. 
So we're going to do a little trivia about Disneyland Paris to uh, introduce it. So of 1,400 possible locations across Europe, how many countries? It was narrowed down to four different locations. Which two countries were was that in? Ooh, so I'm going to say France. Oh, and... okay. That's the, that's the given. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm going to go on a long shot with this Germany, maybe. Home Not... of the new Schwanstein, the castle that uh cinderella's castle was based that would fit for you know you know the history of castles there but actually it was spain oh the tropical climate was more like central florida and california but unfortunately the locations they found they would have to pretty much demolish beautiful natural lands to be able to build it so there was two in, I, yeah. two in Spain, two in France, and we ended up, mm. well, technically Paris, which, well, it's about 30 miles outside of Paris. Yes, yes. So um, let's see, which CEO was in charge when they opened up Disneyland Paris? Oh, was that Eisner? It was Michael Eisner. Ha <laughs> I can't wait to do an episode about him and the Disney decade and everything and already talked about him a little bit when uh the creation of universal how he straight stole the idea for a movie themed park and built hollywood studio well, mgm before dis before universal could get universal up so that was on my universal episode i think that was number 11 i'm not even sure what the episode i'm on now i think it's 14 all righty when did euro disney open Mm, I'm in a ballpark 1993. Ah, very close. 92. This is actually ah, the I was between the two. The celebratory <laughs> month. Oh, it, it was it's actually the 30th anniversary. Yes. I knew that. April oh. 12th, 1992. And yes, it opened yes, up as so Euro Disneyland. I was should have known that we were there the week after the 30th celebration. So everything was still up on display. Oh right. Let's see. And I just said one of them. How many names as as it as it technically had? How many names does it technically have? Yes, it has changed names. Oh a well, couple it's times. been Euro Disney, mm -hmm. uh, Disneyland Paris. That's uh, two. Oh, I can't think of a third one. It one is, more. Yep, according to the Disneyland Paris wiki, which they said four other sources I saw, I think it was the D23 website, said only three technically, but Euro Disney Resort was from 92 to 94. The Euro Disneyland Paris was from, uh, didn't last very long, January 94 to September 94. And then October 1st, you know, anniversary of a few other of the Florida theme parks, it's changed into the Disneyland Paris. And the last but not least, whose castle is at Disneyland Paris? Oh, this is uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle. Yes, she has two. Well, technically Cindy has two as well, but that, that surprised <laughs> me. I figured that they would do a, you know, a few different princesses. But yes, Miss Aurora, Sleeping Beauty herself has two castles. Oh. Righty, let's get into more. We're going to kind of make this into a battle here, you know, Disney World versus Disneyland Paris. Let's start off by just straight comparing the sizes of them. Um, so now, Disneyland, um, I'm sorry, DLP, Disneyland Paris, what, what was it like? Uh, so small, much, much smaller. You've got two parks. You've got your Disneyland Paris, uh, Disneyland Park, and then you've got your Walt Disney Studios Park. Very easily done in one day. We knocked out both parks, everything done by six o'clock. So Disney World definitely wins on size. Oh, yes. You know, you can't beat the the four the four parks, the two water parks, the, I think six or seven golf courses and yeah. the whole entertainment district. So I did not know that there were two parks until yeah. we're starting to research this. And, you know, what's interesting is, is when you buy one ticket, both parks are included. So every ticket is a park hopper. Nice. That part I did not know. I had heard that the tickets are much cheaper where you're getting that park hopper for less than the cost of a single day at Walt Disney World currently. 
Yeah. And you know, it really depends on how they do it because they have a dated and an undated option. So if you go with a dated option um, where you, you know, you've made your reservations at the same time of your ticket, it runs about 97 euros, which is about $105. Um, if you do the undated ticket where you're buying a ticket, it's good for the whole year, one visit, but you don't have to name what date you are. Um, it's about 126 euro, which is about $136. So that's, not a significant cost difference, but when you compare that to a park hopper, that's when the savings roll. Which is about, a, what, $180 per person yeah. per day. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Um, let's see next. Um, transportation. Now, we all know that Disney World here was specifically put here because of the highways that you know ran throughout central florida uh, what's it like getting to disneyland paris it doesn't get any easier the train station literally drops you off at disney springs so or their version of disney springs so we took a train um from we were staying with my sister in germany up at stuttgart we took it to strasbourg strasbourg to paris and once we got there, we stayed at a Marriott that was offsite just because we were traveling with such a large party. We wanted the vacation home, um, but super easy to get around. They have transportation that'll pick you up their version of the magic, you know, my magical express that we had, um, that'll pick you up and take you to their resorts. But, you know, you can literally hop off the train and hop into the parks. That is a win. I know we have the the bright line system that's supposed to be getting a, a station around Disney Springs. It's supposed to connect a lot of the theme parks here, uh, especially to Tampa. It's going to make it easier to get down to Bush Gardens and uh, you know out to the coast if you want to catch the cruises. But that's not quite here yet. So Disney World is bigger, but it's I think easier to get to Disneyland Paris. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna call Disneyland. that a tie. I'm giving a point to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> This hurts. Your call to your contest. The, 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 the former transportation specialist at, at Walt oh, Disney World. That, that hurts me. <laughs> uh, righty. Let's move it on. There are a lot of rides that are very similar at both parks. Let's let's start there. What rides do, do you know of or did you go on? Did you get to experience at that park? Now, again, we went during the off season. So some of the stuff was, you know, under refurbishment. Um, both parks are going to have Peter Pan's flight, um, small world teacups, not a teacup fan, but it's there. (laughs) Um, where, where Disneyland Paris definitely wins is with storytelling. You know, they both have a version of the haunted mansion. Their version of the haunted mansion is called Phantom Manor. And there's this whole great storyline behind it. Um, and it all starts with Henry Ravenswood, who, hey, Ravenswood, um, he was the miner that struck gold on Big Thunder Mountain. So it kind of ties all of Frontierland together. And Henry That's Ravenswood cool. had a daughter. And his daughter had this like suit of, you know, this, this string of suitors. And every suitor would kind of meet an untimely demise. Um, she finally met somebody and she was ready to run off and marry him. It was a train engineer and he planned on whisking her far away. Well, wedding day comes and the phantom of the manor, so we don't really know who this is, um, led her suitor up to the top of the manor where he convinced him to hang himself. And so when you load onto the doom buggies, when you get into, into the ride, you're met with this beautiful staircase in this like palatial manner. And there's the bride in her dress waiting for her suitor to come. I mean, it's, it's the most, you know, gosh, I got shivers just thinking about it, but the storytelling in Disneyland Paris is just amazing. Um, Definitely a darker ride and even pirates of the Caribbean, you know, both parks, the ride is much longer and the storytelling is much deeper and they've kind of built this whole pirate area. So you get to, you know, the kids can play on a ship and, you know, you've got Davy Jones locker and um, just I, storytelling definitely wins out in, in Disneyland Paris. It's, it's a much deeper thought provoking park. And I read that their pirates of the Caribbean actually has two drops. I'm kind of jealous that ours yeah, only has one. two drops. Like I said, it's a much, it's a much longer ride, but still, I mean, the, same music, big red is there, you know, and her, her beautiful dress <gasps> and flaming red, red hair. Head. And yes, we want the redhead. Red <laughs> well, they have an, uh... I, I love to see those little nods between the two. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Let's see my other list. Um, they did have a big thunder, correct? That was, they did have a big thunder. Um, you know, unfortunately my little guy's not a ride guy, so we didn't go on it. 
One ride that I did go on that they have between the two, Tower of Terror. And I'm normally a big ride person. I love me a good dramatic drop. I was in tears. <laughs> We've got a great picture of my sister and I clinging to each other for dear life. And of course, her husband's having the time of his life. But uh, that is the most intense drop I've ever done in my life. Now, they also have a version, and like I said, unfortunately, I didn't get to go on it, um, Space Mountain. But their Space Mountain is Hyper Space Mountain. It is all Star Wars themed, which sounds amazing to me. Oh, um, they have a version of Star here. Tours. Ah, Star Tours. We did go on Star Tours. Um, very similar storyline to the Star Tours at Hollywood. Um, one thing that was absolutely amazing, and again, under refurbishment right now, so it wasn't reopened, their castle, Sleeping Beauty's castle, if you go under the castle, there's an 89-foot dragon waiting for you. They have this amazing walkthrough. I heard he so, breathes fire, but I didn't know he was he that big. Fire. He's enormous. Wow. That is that yeah. okay. You know what? For the for that part <laughs> of the rides, I, I'm gonna say it's gonna have to take the cake. They, you know, we'll talk about some uh, of the different ones here in a moment, but I'm already, you know, throwing in the towel. Everything I read about <laughs> the, the the rides that are the same at you know, here in Paris, theirs is just 20 years newer. So, you know, yes, newer our- technology. And, and like I said, for, for us, you know, Disney aficionados that just love the movies and we love the stories. It's, it's there, you know, it's, and, and even some nods to Disneyland, Autopia, one of the original rides Walt had developed. Um, Autopia is there. And I have to say that was the highlight of Nolan's day. Nice. <laughs> I have not. Oh, have I talked to my little one? I think I did. But of course, being six four, cramming in that little car, and I had to sit on one side where my foot was hitting the gas pedal on the other side, and I kind of just spent the whole time looking over my shoulder, watching them enjoy it. So it's not made. Wait till she's big enough to drive you. Yeah, (laughs) soon, soon. We are we are officially going back in September for her birthday. Oh, that's exciting! So. Now, unfortunately, being a Disney World pro, I did not use the the benefit of a travel agent. So, you know, that one I kind of booked myself. I'll, you know, I can get myself around the world, but I'm going to be hitting you up if and when I ever get to Disneyland and especially Disneyland Paris. So cool fact, using a travel agent, our services are free. You don't pay us, Disney pays us. So, you know, anyone that needs help with hotels, you know, feel free to reach out to a travel agent. Reach out to me. I'd love to help out. And we'll be finding out exactly how to reach out to you before we <laughs> before this show ends. So, alrighty. Oh, I had a list the different rides. It seemed like it was um a lot of stuff that you can find at the other parks, just slightly changed. I think I saw they had a huge cars area. They do, and really cool. It was almost like a. It reminded me of Swirling Saucers, the alien ride, how you're spinning around, but it was all cars themed. Um, they have a whole Pixar area. One thing that I would love to see brought over to Disney World, Crush's Coaster. I've heard it's absolutely amazing. Um, and what were some of the other ones? This one I thought you would like. Indiana Jones and the Temple of, Ter- of Peril is one of their thrill coasters. Yes. They're, they're um, changing the, the, the show here so much that uh, that coaster just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So that one looks, looks absolutely amazing. Um, what were some of the other ones? Um, Slinky Dog, very similar. Wasn't really a coaster. It looked similar, but kind of just goes in a big circle. Um, they had an Army Man drop that looked kind of cool, kind of similar to like Dr. Doom where it's that controlled drop. Um, those were the biggest ones that I can think of off the top of my head. I wish we had the dragon's lair. That one is, would be cool. Yeah. But you know, then that would just eat into the utilidor right underneath. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, Um, then how would you pay for the tour to go down there? (laughs) That's true. Ratatouille, pretty similar between the two. And Um, they had it first. Yeah, they did have it first. And I tell you the whole theming around it. Um, their restaurant, you know, that's one of those ones you've got snag reservations the minute it opens because we weren't able to get into that. But they did have these really neat little themed, um, they reminded me of kind of the kiosks that you see at Flower and Garden. So all these little, you know, it was like a, a themed area where you could go and you could get 
blue vine, you could get crepes, you could get coffees, you could get, you know, so they had this whole area with all these different foods available. Coffee. Mm, and food. I had my friend, he went to Epcot today and he was sending me pictures of the him on the Ratatouille ride and I still haven't been there. It's, you haven't done it. I haven't been to Disney in over a year and a half. Actually, we're almost oh, at a full two years. It was, you know, oh, we've got summer to get you 2020. Back. It's September. It's coming. But it's which parks That's, do I go to? Do, my my inner Star Wars nerds going, no, you have to go to get back to Galaxy's Edge. And but my taste buds are going, no, you got to go go to do, you know, the festival. Flat, you know, food and wine <laughs> is going to be during that time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where to go. But <laughs> So, all right. So for rides, since they're better themed, 20 years newer, that one, unfortunately, is going to Disneyland Paris. World just lost that round. So, it was yeah. a well-fought round, though. Was it? Was it better Better theming? Newer rides. Okay. I know. <laughs> oh, but my. yeah, story, story wins for me every time. And that's what it's all about. That that was literally why Walt did what he did. He wanted to tell that mm-hmm. story. Oh, Brady, we touched on it just a moment ago. You were saying that the restaurant and some of the uh, food booths around uh, Disneyland Paris were there. Um, what else was uh, did you see available? I know off-season, maybe not everything was open, but what other options did you see? Um, so we ate at their version of the Brown Derby, which is like just a counter service, you know, so Brown Derby at Hollywood is one of my favorite restaurants. Um, this one was just hot dogs and and burgers. Um, still good, but, um, we ended up doing dinner. A lot of their restaurants, their parks closed earlier and it could have just been because it was the off season. It was, you know, early March. Um, we ended up eating at a steakhouse, which was good. Um, I, I think I was looking for more French cuisine and I wasn't, you know, of course it's Disneyland. It appeals to the it appeals to the masses. Um, I had five guys, you know, they have a five guys, they have an Earl of sandwich, they have a McDonald's. Some of their restaurants have this like very cute kitschy kind of American theming. Um, some of their hotels, you know, they've got quite a few hotels on site. Um, Hotel New York, which is the art of Marvel. You can't go wrong with Marvel. Mm. Um, they had a couple that were kind of this Hotel Cheyenne and Hotel Santa Fe. The French love the American Wild West. <laughs> it's it's really such cute theming. Um, Hotel Cheyenne is kind of Toy Story based with Woody and Jesse. Hotel Santa Fe and every restaurant or every hotel has their own restaurants that are kind of indicative of that theming. Um, but yeah, I feel like with the choices available, now they did have a quick service that wasn't open that looked amazing. It was the old Mill House. You remember that like one of the original Disney cartoons and it was this old um, windmill and, and there was a storm going on and you see like the birds inside as the thing is kind of falling apart. Um, they have the old mill house and that was a, a quick service. They have a pirates themed restaurant that looked absolutely amazing. Um, and it kind of, it reminds me of the land, how, you know, as the ride's going by, you can see the garden grow up above it. So the, the restaurant kind of overlooks the ride um i can we didn't snag reservations early enough so uh but that would be on my must-see list was it was the pirates restaurant um but you can't compete with disney world when it comes to food i mean you you know california grill and and you know some of the narcusi some of those amazing restaurants with just you know top-notch service um i feel like world's gonna win this round you know you talked about some of the, you know, the little boosts that they they had, which are full-time things where, mm-hmm. you know, Epcot were just basically turned into a giant festival. We, you know, copied or not, well, not copied, but we, we can duplicate everything they have and then do it better and add, add our own flair of, you know, sit downs and counter services to go along with that. So that's just one park. So as far as food, mm-hmm. the only thing I saw was that the portion sizes and the price were you know the only way that disneyland paris stays in this fight the portion for what you're paying you were getting your entree a dessert and a drink which would be comparable to just an entree at disney world so like Mm -hmm. the ticket prices world you know world the prices of everything is higher and the other thing was they wanted the nostalgia of 
the Disneyland, the Disney World. They brought a lot of the Americanized food over to Paris. Yes, yes. And I guess, you know, as an American, I was looking for something a little more exotic. Um, you, you weren't walking around you, with a baguette the good... whole day? Uh, when we were in Paris, we were. Okay, actually in <laughs> Paris, yes. So we hit some other sites when we were over there. Um, yeah, some of the best sandwiches and baguettes I've ever had in my life. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it, is, it is very Americanized when it comes to the food. Um, you know, portions were good. Prices were good. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I, I feel like if you're used to just the prices, this was, you know, comparable. You got a little more for your money. But um, as far as variety of food, you've got so many restaurants to choose from at Disney World. And that's not even including all the hotels and Disney Springs and, mm-hmm. you know, definitely of, more variety. They're Disney One of the Springs best meals of my life is the Beach smaller. Club. Oh man, that is great. Oh yes, that was that Beaches was the honeymoon uh meal was um oh why can't I think of the name of it? At the beach the club? Yacht, yes, the yachtsman at the yacht and beach club. Oh at the yachtsman, yes. Oh, oh they have a, a a glass front refrigerated room with a butcher just sitting there. His entire job mm-hmm. is to cut meat for the entire property. And oh wow, I could watch that man work all day. Well, that that person, it doesn't have to be a man. Put it on your priority list. California Grill, time it just right so that the fireworks are going off during desserts. Kyle planned that for my birthday one year, and that is one of the most memorable meals of my life. Good man. Not only was the food amazing, um, service is outstanding. I mean, you've got these sommeliers that their whole job is just to make sure that your wine perfectly matches your meal. And then the music is piped in right outside of the California Grill, so you can just walk out onto the balcony most amazing view of the fireworks you've ever yes, had. Yes, their terrace there. It's it's a must-see for fireworks viewing. Mm-hmm. Mm, I want to go. <laughs> I haven't made my way to the top of the contemporary yet, but it is it is it's on the list. Everything's on the list. You know. Well, you let me know next time you're there. They have a DVC lounge at the top. I'll sneak you up. Oh, your DVC. I didn't know that. We are DVC. Yes. I told you I'm a Disney freak. Uh, Well, I I miss those cast member discounts. I may have to hit you up for some of those. Uh, I miss you being a phone call away when I needed a bus. (laughs) (laughs) I still have the number to the op center, but I don't have that. (laughs) Not something I have. Okay. Um, We're going to skip a section. We were going to talk about shows next, but you already touched on it a little bit was the resorts. We already said that. But can I tell you my favorite show? Oh, we're going to get back to it. We're we're gonna we're gonna okay. get back there, but I'm just trying trying to make a flow. Um, Sorry. So the resorts are like very similar to Disneyland, where they're right there at the park. They are right there. Everything is like a 10, 15 minute walk away. Uh, they do have shuttles that run to the park, very easily walkable. They're right there. Um, I've read there's like six or seven of them. You already covered a few of them with their... Again, you've got the Art of Marvel. Um, Newport Bay is very similar style-wise to the Beach and Yacht Club. Uh, They have Sequoia Lodge, which is um, very similar to like Wilderness Lodge. It kind of has a Bambi theming to it. And then, of course, you've got Hotel Cheyenne, Hotel Santa Fe. And then they've got the Davy Crockett Ranch, which is their version of Fort Wilderness. It's kind of cabins. That would be kind of cool. That, hopefully yeah. they're not hopefully they're real cabins not just you know trailers with faux wood siding it's paris man you're still in paris <laughs> gotcha um so six or seven of those does that compare to the two dozen you know disney resorts and the you know you know n- other dozen or so that are technically on disney property but owned by other people you've got mm-hmm. what Three dozen options for resorts right there on Disney property, most of them providing bus service to any park you want. Who wins that round? Oh, Disney World, hands down. As as a guy who drove from all those resorts, I got to see them quite frequently. And and we just booked our stay over at a Pop Century because I love the soundtrack. Oh, very for nice. Pop. oh yes. Yes, I'm, yes. Hurts my soul. It was the the twenty five percent off the uh, for Disney Plus subscribers. That's what hooked me. I went, nope. Let's log in, get that discount. We were already looking at it and saved over seventy five dollars a night. 
That's so, amazing. Quite amazing a discount. I'm stealing for my new segment that I'm going to do, but yes, Disney Plus subscribers, you have you can uh, book for certain times. I think it's it's basically mid midsummer to or you know, mid-fall. Is those time Sounds range? About right. And don't forget you can still get your discount with your travel agent. Righty. So resorts goes to Disney World, food went to World. Okay, yes, let's get back to the shows. So there's a big language barrier for, you know, definitely French is the primary, you know, language spoke in France, of course. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that these shows are not just in French. They're so. not. So the um, the show that we saw was uh, we, we were able to see the Lion King Rhythm of the Pride Land. Um, wow. I can't even begin to describe this is a Broadway caliber show. It's a little bit different. It's more in a theater setting. It's not that, you know, it's circle in the round or theater in the round that, that our Lion King show has. Um, but we're talking movable set pieces, you know, Broadway style numbers, original songs, amazing costuming, beautiful choreography. Um, this was a show that brought tears to my eyes. It was unbelievable. Um, they do have two night shows, um, Delight and Illuminations. They have their parade is very similar to um, Festival Festival Fantasy Festival. Festival of Fantasy, yes. Festival of Fantasy. I couldn't remember which order. Just it came went back in. last month. Yes, um, very similar, you know, in, including that dragon that's coming through. So you know, the parade was very similar. Um, but Lion King, wow, I was left speechless. I and I'm a Broadway girl. I it was amazing. Have you seen the Lion King on Broadway? I I saw it at a local at a local in Cocoa Village Playhouse. Oh, very <laughs> I saw cool. It years ago, yeah. I happened, so, no. Mrs. Passholder and I uh, got to see the Lion King on Broadway here at the. Really. Oh, I always forget the yes. name of the new place here. I Dr. Know. Phillips Center. It's not the Bob Carr. Dr. No. Phillips Center. There yes, we go. Dr. Phillips Center. I'm showing and... my age. Bob Carr. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but would you would say that that kind of songs that that kind of you know that show is what you're getting there at the shows there in Paris? Yes, yes. And and it was in English. There were a couple songs that were in French, um, but the majority of it was in English. And and I'll say that I unfortunately, um, you know, I, I grown up in a French family and I know how to say kiss your grandmother and do you speak French and please and thank you. And I was still able to get by without a problem. <laughs> so that was a big thing when they started. They said they they wanted casts that were multilingual. Not so of course you're gonna have the native, you know, French workers there but they also wanted them to speak another language you know they would prefer it to be english um there was a big stink that all the meetings all the planning meetings with you know managers from disneyland and disney world to to build and open disneyland paris they had they were like oh all these meetings have to be in english but they they pushed to have every every cast member there bilingual which is i think a great trait you know, you'll find that throughout Europe in general, it's, it's nothing for them to speak two to three languages. It's, I wish we had more of that here. I wish I had picked up a, a second language, even a third language, you know, those I, years of Latin I took in high school are not doing me much good right now. I, I still wish I hadn't failed Spanish twice, <laughs> but Hey, I, I know a little bit of the sign language I had. So it, it Hey, you know, you still hold on to that. That is a valuable skill. So y you've said a couple times, you guys were there in the off season. So what, what is it like to have an off season? Well, you know, what were the crowds like? What was it? What was, what was it like moving around there? Much easier. <laughs> I'll say that, you know, even in the 30th anniversary, um, we didn't, I, you know, I don't, and, and they have their version of Genie Plus too. So, you know, some of the rides like Phantom Manor, we were able to score, you know, within 10, 15 minutes. Isn't it old school paper um, fast passes? Not anymore. Uh. So they made the very recent, uh, they have an app. Um, so interesting fact I learned recently, Disneyland, Disney World and Disneyland Paris all have separate apps. So who knew? Um, but you're not able to do as much on the app as you are at Disney World. So, you know, other than making dining reservations and booking a Genie, you know, a, a Genie Plus, you know, a, a Lightning Lane or something, you're not able to do a whole lot on their app. Um, but similar systems, and we were able to get on the rides a little bit faster. Unfortunately, we were on like the coldest, rainiest day of the year. So I think that kept the crowds down some. 
But, um, you know, listening to my sister, who's been there a couple of times, and um, there's a significant difference between on-season and off-season. You know, Europeans, they get so much time off in the summer to travel. So that's when they're going to see the longer hours, um, you the know, more, more availability. Yeah, late nights. Um, and, and more of the booths that are open, you know, a lot of the rides, like Small World was under refurbishment. I was a little disappointed about that because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I've, I've read that that one, it's, it's the exact same song because they go through all the different languages already that they didn't, you know, have the base of it be in French. So interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You know, the, the final, as you, you know, they're saying goodbye. Yes. That part is, is French where, you know, mm-hmm. the ones in America are English. Um, yeah. But that's, that's the big difference is you're already getting so many different languages there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must be nice having an off season. We used to have off seasons here at Disney World, but with the reservation system and, you know, how they've structured the ticketing prices to where, yes, the weekends are going to cost you more. So to save money, you go during the week to help even out those crowds. I completely understand why Disney does it. I don't agree with it, but it seems like the parks are consistently busy every day. doesn't matter where you're going. So having an off season mm-hmm. where, you know, you get more than two weeks of cold is, is would definitely be a change there for that park. <laughs> so I don't know what two more than two weeks of cold is here, you know, as uh, a Floridian. <laughs> uh, what are we mid April? And we just had sleet on Sunday. So. You know, it is kind of chilly here. We're only going to be in the low eighties all week. Oh, I'm really sad. Oh, we were under freeze warning yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. miss that Florida sunshine. I don't know. Disney World's here, you know. Uh, our next trip's in June. Nice. High to busy season. Well, well what used to be a busy season, now, just know, consistent season. Exactly. So, All righty. So unique things. We, we've touched on a lot of it, you know, the different rides, the, the transportation there, the American, you know, food options. Is there anything else that is just unique about this park that is much different or just, you know, maybe even just a little different than here at the world? Um, you know, I noticed, um, kind of an odd thing that I noticed, um, European culture, everybody smokes. So they don't even have like smoking sections. They're just giant areas. Um, so that was, you know, that was just a a small thing that I noticed. Um, you know, so much of the Disney culture, the attention to detail, so much of that carries over, which I, I love the consistency of that all. Um, but the storytelling, I think that's the biggest thing that's just sat with me is Disneyland Paris is so unique in the way that they tell their story, you know, and, and it's got such a detail. I think Disney world kind of glosses over them or or they rely on you having seen the movie to, to be able to appreciate some of the stories, um, where Disneyland, it just stands by itself. Very cool. So we covered the land, which world is much bigger. So Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a uh, but transportation's easy to get there or, or where are we given that one you know land or oh world? wow i'm gonna go world on that one i think All it's right. just got such a diversity in what it has to offer is from the the different resorts and um you know all the different parks and all the different themings and and just the variety of rides available all righty and well speaking of rides which which one i know 20 years newer with better storytelling i think we uh, landed disneyland paris is better on that one hands down paris on that one yes all righty and the different shows you know as much of a fan i am as the the carousel of progress one of the longest running shows in disney history i'm gonna give this one to paris that that lion king show just kind of left me breathless no, no festival of the Lion King, you know, to compare with it. No, no, the live action Beauty and the Beast stage show. I, I have I have wept at that Ooh. show. Yeah, it's I don't know. I you need to see you need to see Legends right. of the uh, Rhythm of the Pride Land. All righty. I you know, shows goes to Disney World Paris or Disneyland Paris while wow, I'm mixing my parks. Did now. I mention they have the heroic experience, the Marvel show? I left that out. Oh, 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 please do tell. Uh, so we didn't get to see it again off season, limited availability. 
but they do meet and greets with all the Marvel characters. We don't have that in Florida. Yet. You're right. Is, so that would that be similar to the Avengers Campus at Disneyland? Yes. Yes, that is uh, that is a bucket list item. I can't wait to check that out. Friday, and and due to certain other parks having Marvel in theirs, uh, <laughs> we probably will never get an Adventures Campus here at Disney World. So, the Guardians Sad. just opened. So, yes. I, have, I hear stealing more, stealing more from the the new show. Um, hasn't officially opened yet. I would so what's it? Today's uh, we're recording on four twenty, man. Um, I think it officially opens next week. So no. I got a little sneak peek on that one. I have a friend that works at the park. He's been on it three times. He's had three different experiences. Music's different every time. So very cool. Mm-hmm. And I know the cast member previews are going on because well, you had a friend who's already been on it. The uh, pass holder uh, ticket event has already been sold out or yes. already booked out. And then there was a special D23 ticketed event where you could buy and that would guarantee you access in to the park and on that ride for before it opens and it was may i think 27th we originally thought it was going to be may 31st that was leaked by a twitter account of a disney executive and quickly taken down but you know a couple days earlier than that but still to open there for that holiday weekend so all right shows goes to disneyland paris food gotta be the world so many oh, it's gotta be the world gotta so be the world Some of the best most memorable meals i've had in my life oh yes and oh I, food and wine's coming that that lamb shank that's been there every year for the last few years is mm-hmm. worth talking about and going back for so uh world wins for the food and the resorts there they are right there for disneyland paris but i think world's got them again for the just the sheer amount of resorts they have Yeah. And the variety, you know, no matter what you're looking for, whether you're looking for something family friendly, when you're looking for something, you know, a little more special and romantic world has got the variety. Well, there you have it, folks. I think we have our our clear winner. Disney World wins over Disneyland Paris. So already, (laughs) you know, that's why I sit here and talk about it all the time, along with the all the other parks here in Orlando. Uh, Jeannie, I want to thank you for coming on, being the second guest here for for the show ever. Um, Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Your your knowledge is awesome. And, you know, you are a travel agent for Disney World, you know. How can people get a hold of you if they want to book a trip? Yeah, so I actually work for Key to Adventure Travel. Um, we're an agency that specializes in Disney destinations, theme park travel, cruises. So, you know, I'm more than happy. We've done a couple of Disney cruises. I would love to share my knowledge and experience on that. Easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. Um, it's Key to Adventure Travel, Jeannie Parker. Um, you can find me via email, jparker at keytoadventuretravel.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope this is not the last we hear from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have one tip that I would love to share, having been to Disney hundreds of times in my life. Well, all right. Here you guys go. We, you know, tip segments right. coming early. Let's go. What do we got? <laughs> so take time, plan an extra day in your vacation. And I think that's one of the things that we've learned, you know, um, having a young family, we used to just go, you know, military style through those parks, open to close one day after another. Something that we've started to incorporate in the last couple of years is take an extra day or two and enjoy the resorts. The resorts have such a story to tell. Um, I learned on my last trip that um, Old Key West, they have a scavenger hunt that you can pick up from guest services that'll take you all through the resort. You get to know all about it. You get to talk to the cast members, um, look for those little themed tickets that you see around too. Those are always neat and got a cool story to tell. So take time and enjoy the resorts, plan an extra day or two in your vacation. So I can wholeheartedly agree to that. It's too many times you, you try to go from, you know, rope drop to fireworks every day and, I have slept through fast passes for the, you know, very important rides. I've, I've said it once. I've said it before. I have never been on Splash Mountain. <gasps> have you not? I have not. It's because every time I stay till park close, midnight or so, by the time I get back to the resort, we book it first thing in the morning mm. and sleep no, right through we've it. Even start, yeah, we've started planning like midday breaks. We're going in June and we're staying at um, 
Animal Kingdom this time, Animal <sighs> Kingdom Lodge. And one of the things we're doing is we're taking breaks in the day to go back, hit the pool, let the kids recharge, let us recharge, go back and enjoy the nighttime shows. And then we've got two whole days to just enjoy Disney Springs, enjoy the resort, just breathe and enjoy all the magic around you because it's there. And you can skip those midday thunderstorms that you know we're famous for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not a bad idea so thank you so much again once again it was at jay parker at key to adventure travel.com for the email you for got the it. email and then you know look her up on facebook you guys have if you're following my facebook page i share a lot of what she has you know great stuff there so look her up you know like follow subscribe her facebook on my facebook instagram it's all there and uh Thank you so much for coming in or for, for being here. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful catching up with you. Oh, awesome. Let's take a look at what's going on in the last month. Two of the three major parks have been rather quiet while the other one has not. Let's take a look. Starting at SeaWorld, the Seven Seas Food Festival is in its final month, ending May 8th. You can enjoy Thursday through Sunday, with new concert acts being announced. Autism Awareness Month is being celebrated with Julia on Sesame Street, their first Muppet with autism. You can meet her and other friends daily on Sesame Street. The biggest news is SeaWorld is teaming up with multiple agencies, such as Florida Fish and Wildlife, to expand their manatee rescue and rehab facilities. They will now be able to accommodate over 60 of these majestic sea cows. Universal has been quiet. The last ride to close during COVID has just reopened up. Poseidon's Fury is back and just as awesome as before. I've posted pictures of their construction walls being pushed back and a fresh coat of paint going up. Blink-182 has been added to Rip Ride Rocket. Sadly, it's been added to the Classic Rock section. Jimmy Fallon and the Race Through New York are celebrating their five-year anniversary this month, just as well as I'm celebrating my one year. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh yes, Halloween Horror Nights has officially been announced. Single day tickets are now available for dates ranging from September 2nd through October 31st. Speculation maps are out, but nothing official has been announced. Now the big guy has not been quiet, so let's get into Disney news. Safety guidelines are changing all around Disney property, and uh, they are still recommending face masks, but they are no longer required anywhere on property. Uh, the guidelines for the cruise lines have also been uh, relaxed and uh, their social distancing reduced. Uh, their buffets are coming back. That is for most of their American-based cruises. The international cruises are a little bit different, so make sure to check your guidelines before sailing. With these guidelines being relaxed, traditional character meet and greets are back. Starting April 18th, you'll be able to meet and hug your favorite Disney characters. Uh, it will return in phases, and will also bring back character dining. The Dapper Dans are back, the Hoopty Doo Review will be back June 23rd, and Guardians of the Galaxy is set to open May 27th. The accidental posting on Twitter had us expecting that it was going to be around that time, and the executive who let it slip just resigned with only th after three months with the company. Uh, pass holder previews are already booked, cast, mem cast member previews are going on right now, and probably fully booked as well. Uh, the D23 event where you could uh, buy tickets to get onto this ride early before it opens, those most likely are sold out as well. So expect park reservations around that time to be gone. And if they're not gone by the end of May, they will be when Food & Wine returns July 14th through November 19th. This is the longest we've seen the festival at 129 days. Speaking of other festivals, uh, the Festival of the Lion King is back to full power. The Tumble Monkeys are back. Open calls for Nemo characters are out to bring back Finding Dory, The Great Blue, and beyond. Now that show is coming back, but there are other shows that will not. The Spirit of Aloha show at the Polynesian has officially closed for good. Uh, this comes at the same time that the Poly is going to get its own DVC tower, you know, very sim uh, similar to the Contemporaries Tower and Coronado Springs and Caribbean Beach. So we have a tower theme going on. Uh, it's going to be right where the show was for the Spirit of Aloha. 
I shared, I, I have shared my, my thoughts on these monstrosities, but Disney sees it another way. Other bad news is a sign for Stitch's Great Escape are officially gone. No more signs, queue markers, or fast pass kiosk uh, are there anymore. It is like it never existed. Some people think that's a good thing. Over in that side of Magic Kingdom, Tron's light cycle is making progress. Push-pull testing has commenced, which means the track is done and they are starting their testing phase, uh, which means it won't be much longer, we hope. Uh, construction continues on the canopy outside and uh, the tunnel underneath uh, for the train uh, to run is being worked on so hopefully as soon as Tron opens we can get the railway back. Um, other things returning we have the H2 Glow Nights at Typhoon Lagoon. Select Saturdays will offer an after hours event much like the ones at Magic Kingdom where, where guests can slide after the sun goes down. More things returning are the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and the Cultural Representation Program, which brings cast members from countries uh, to help immerse yourself in the story of all the well, different areas like Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Uh, more transportation news. Uh, minivans powered by Lyft will be returning soon, and not a moment too soon with the Mears Airport transportation being a nightmare that it was, is now gone. Now I talked about it in our fight between Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris, but the Disney Plus subscriber deal uh, gets you up to 25% off on your resort stays between July 8th and September 30th. Now I know the money I saved there will more than pay for my subscriptions uh, throughout the year. So yay, saving money. Um, but more importantly, more importantly, I'm finally going back to Disney. I get to see the 50th anniversary for myself, and you know, y'all particularly, you guys along for the journey. Last but not least, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is back in all of its glory. Starting August 12th and running all the way through October 31st, prices range from $109 to $199 per night. Now, this is a separate ticketed event. Uh, you do not need a reservation for it. Your ticket is the reservation, uh, but your normal days at the parks will end early and you must have a ticket to continue on for that night. Now that's all the news we have for this show. Make sure to follow the Facebook page for more as it comes out at Passholders Guide Podcast on Facebook and maybe go check out the Instagram page for more of the fun side of everything of at Passholders underscore guide. That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.